today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. We want to talk about money uh, in as much as the vaccine rollout is so integral, of course, to recovery here. Uh, so also is a plan for economic recovery. And the concern here, of course, is, uh, well, what are we going to do and how are we going to come out of this? And who's going to lead this? I mean, there has to be somebody who's going to take the, the, the bull by the horns here and say, OK, it's time to get this economy back in track. And in all likelihood, it's going to be you and me. We're going to have to start spending money. And and the good news is, because of the shutdowns that we've had, we probably have a little more in our pockets or in our bank accounts than we're used to these days. Joining us to talk about this is Amoshi Landa, who is a senior economist lecturer with uh, Concordia University. Uh, Professor, thank you so much for the time. Great to have you with us today. My pleasure. Uh, it's one of the unintended consequences, and maybe I don't want to say there's any good news in a pandemic like this, but the fact that we're a lot of us still working from home uh, or, you know, doing what we can about isolations and things like this, uh, the things that we would ordinarily be spending our paychecks on, we're not doing, so we do have a little bit of extra money, don't we? We do. I mean, if you have a job, of course, right? There's a well, there's number of people that have lost their job. But, yeah, if you manage to keep your job in some capacity, then there's a good chance that, all of the disposable income that you would normally spend on going out, whether that's eating or going to uh, sporting events or, or uh, going to movies or travel, you're not doing that. So if nothing else, that money can be used to pay down your existing debt, your mortgage, maybe accelerate off some of those loans that you accumulated, uh, or just help to finance a retirement that we probably weren't doing all that effectively uh, when we were free to do what we wanted. What are we doing with it now? I mean, it's it's been about a year now for an awful lot of us. I think I've been working from home since, well, the middle of March, so I'm, I'm coming up on a year. A lot of other folks are in the same situation right now. Are we being smart about it? I think so to a certain extent, right? Remember that... Uh, that money that you're saving is whether it's it's going to pay down your your debts or whether it's just sitting in a bank account. Don't forget that on the other end of that, there's somebody who's borrowing that money and putting it into productive use, right? So a business is coming along and saying that the money that you're saving in your bank account, they're borrowing at the back end of the bank and using that to say update their uh, production facilities and make it pandemic friendly or expanding out into new markets. And so uh, the fact is that we're not using it. it. It doesn't mean that it's just sitting there idly. It's just sitting there idly for us, but somebody else is, is certainly uh, getting their hands on it and hopefully putting it to productive use. Well, yeah, that's the whole thing. I mean, if it's in a bank, you're right. I mean, the money doesn't sit in the account. It's it's active. It's it's out there. It's doing things. Uh, but but that's a, an element of the economy, I guess, uh, that we're not really aware of because we don't see that necessarily because we're not out there, uh, you know, engaging with those businesses right now. But but they clearly are cognizant of the fact that they have to. I, I guess it's like a shark. You have to keep swimming. You have to keep moving, or you're gonna, you know, the, the consequences could be tra- traumatic. I would think. Yeah, and don't forget, you know, those businesses were probably highly levered before the, the the pandemic began, right? We were already seeing warning signs that, you know, stock markets were overheating. I mean, they're probably even more so now than they were before. But, you know, construction has continued in almost every province through the pandemic. And uh, businesses have had to spend huge amounts of money trying to get the necessary equipment or reimagine their production facilities in a way for, you know, safe social distancing and things like that. So they have been utilizing the money. And so in a certain sense, if we're viewing that this pandemic hopefully is over in the next six months, merely in the sense that we can go out and start kind of doing things again, the fact is that we're probably still going to be left with some sort of residual effect of this pandemic that could last for years. And so the fact that businesses are putting things in place that makes it easier if there's another pandemic, God forbid, or if there's some sort of situation where we find that we need to adapt, um, that money is being put to use. It's just we're not using it for the things that we're used to using it for. 
I, I know I'm hearing more and more that it's 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 an apples to oranges comparison to compare what we're going through now with the, the 2008 09 uh, downfall. You know the the economic downturn that we took there that was so traumatic for so many people. Uh, but there is one element of that, that that I wanted to get your read on. Uh, we didn't spend a lot of money when we started to come out of that. We were nervous and we thought, my God, you know this this was ugly. I don't want to go through this again. I better keep. A hold of some of the money, and we we weren't spending it on an awful lot of stuff. It took us a long time, uh, I guess, to 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 get that consumer confidence back. But what I'm hearing now from an awful lot of people right now, the professor, is look at, uh, we're, we can hardly wait. As soon as the door is open to restaurants to whatever, we're there. Travel agencies, we're there. We're, we're dying to spend this money. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I, I think one of the interesting things that I, I certainly want to look at into you know the late part of 21, early part of 22 is. Um, what happens once the, the consumers get the taste of those things that they've been missing? So, you know, for the last year, uh, I think all of us have gotten used to some form of Netflix, Crave, uh, Disney, <laughs> Apple TV+, Plus, wh- whatever it is that we've been uh, using as our form of entertainment. Uh, once we have the ability to go back to, say, like a movie theater, we're going to say, wow, this is not as great as I remember it, right? I like the fact that I can pause this whenever I want. And the fact that most of us maybe use some of that savings to, you know, upgrade our home theater and things like that, that we might decide that, you know what, this was great in theory, but uh, we've now gotten used to the idea that uh, our life is somewhat different. And so there might be some industries that we race back to and then quickly race back out of again because it's not as great as we remember it. Well, and the entertainment industry, I'm glad you brought that one up because that's what I'm hearing anecdotally from an awful lot of people, is they have discovered uh, a way to entertain themselves that uh, heretofore they just they were not aware of or, or didn't know how to do, uh, whether it's streaming services, a number of things like that. We just didn't, in, you know, in pre-pandemic, a lot of us just didn't have the time to look into all that stuff. So, yeah, we'd, we'd pay the 14 bucks or something and go and see, uh, you know, the latest whatever movie it was. Uh, but now you can stream an awful lot of those things. I mean, you can't see them as they come out, but the, even the companies now have have started to 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 pivot and and a lot of these things are being released in streaming services as opposed to in movie theaters uh i'd be interested to see just how that's working for them economically as to whether or not that's a trend that they may want to continue with for sure um you know it's it's one of those things that the the pandemic has done an amazing job if if we can complement the pandemic is that it's exposed maybe some flaws in business models that we were only starting to realize uh, you know, in the absence of the pandemic, that it really laid bare that, wait a second, there are some industries out there that just didn't make a lot of sense. We, we were just talking about entertainment, fine. Uh, consider a lot of the retail industry, right? So, you know, a lot of people enjoyed the idea of going out to a mall on a Saturday or Sunday and going shopping. But, you know, once you start getting a little bit of a taste for the idea that you can order stuff on Amazon in your bathrobe sitting on a bed and you don't have to go out and, you know, if you just kind of square the last little part of that missing circle, which is um, what if you could create some like 3D avatar of myself where I could actually see how these clothes look on me? <laughs> um, you know what? I don't know that I'm ever going to a mall again. Like it, it's one of those things that I, I, I think that there's certain aspects that we might find uh, are going to be changed irrevocably. And so where we race out to try and recapture what we thought we've lost, we might quickly realize that, you know what, I, I don't think we missed it all that much. And so, you know, some of that savings that we've had uh, might uh, permanently be redirected towards other things that we just never really thought we needed or wanted. How about our, our behavior as consumers, though, in a situation like that? Uh, you're right, we're doing online, and it's not necessarily just Amazon. I mean, a lot of people are still buying local, but they're doing it online. Uh, do they abandon that when, when the doors open again, or, or do, are we used to that now? Well, I, you know, I, I guess it's just a matter of, 
you know, how badly do you want that experience and, and how much of that is uh, you remember it in a different way. I think it's just human nature that we always tend to remember. You know, you remember that trip years ago that was actually a disaster, but we somehow remember just the good parts of it, right? And so we have this amazing ability to kind of uh, block out the bad aspects. And so, you know, when we get a chance to do it again, we'll probably race in the first few months, maybe even the first year to, to try and recapture that. Uh, I'm just not so sure that some of those, uh, even the buy local sort of thing, right? How many restaurants, how many local providers have kind of realized that, wait, we need to adapt to a, a very different workspace now, a very different uh, consumer space right now. And they might decide, you know what? We, the business, don't want to go back to that. You know, think about a clothing store that might say, I don't want customers coming in, pawing the merchandise and leaving stuff on the, the floor of uh, change rooms and things like that. And, you know, I don't want to have to keep refolding the same shirt over and over again. So, you know what? We're going to reduce the amount of space that we even provide to our customers and we're going to encourage them to go to our online space. It's cheaper to, to provide them that same service. And so you could very easily see that it's not just the consumer that wants a change. It, it might be the producer side that wants it, too. Who's who's going to come out of this as as the race starts for recovery, and hopefully it's going to be sooner than later. Of course, uh, who's going to be up front first? Is we've talked an awful lot about service sector jobs and 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 those sorts of things, uh, restaurants, uh, travel, things of that nature, and entertainment. Is is there one specific area that you think is is actually going to come out of the uh, just bolt out of the gate here? Um, yeah, you know, I, I would probably look towards uh, tourism, um, you know, so the aviation industry might have a little bit of a, a bounce back here. Certainly hotels have been completely devastated by uh, the, the pandemic, uh, bars, restaurants, uh, sporting events, uh, any sports fan is probably just itching at the idea of getting to a live hockey game, even if it was something that they probably didn't do in the past. They just want that experience because uh, we're sick and tired of watching uh, you know, empty arenas and, and not having that ability to share it. So uh, a lot of those things that probably involve social experience and being around others and being able to share with others. So it, it's probably more the service side of the story than the good side of the story, the manufactured goods pretty much essentially continued on. They had to change their delivery method, but we're still able to buy a lot of the same goods that we did before. So I don't know that that's going to change fundamentally. It's the service aspect that uh, I think is really going to see that rebound back. I circle back to winners and losers in this situation because in every one of these circumstances, of course, there are people that are going to do better than some others. Uh, there are not a lot of people, as you mentioned, that lost their jobs in this, this situation. So they're, they're not saving money. Uh, they're in, in a dire circumstance, and, and we feel for them. I don't want to you know, ex- exclude them from this discussion. But I, I saw an interesting stat the other day, though, that uh, uh, the higher your income, uh, the more money you're saving. The lower your income, uh, the less you're saving, which kind of makes sense if you're in a, in a low income, like below forty or 50000 thousand dollars whatever it might be uh, you're still having to pay utility bills and things of this nature so uh, you're still using out-of-pocket expenses maybe not quite as much but you're not putting as much away again uh, and and that's been a problem and a lot of those jobs of course are on hold and maybe have lost forever sadly but the high-income jobs, what I found amazing about this is that we've actually created more high-paying jobs uh, as opposed to you'd think those people would be adversely affected too but apparently not so much well, and that's it, right? It's, it's usually the high-income jobs are much more, let's say, um, brain-based than hand-based, right? So uh, the fact is that, you know, the ability to be innovative, creative, adaptive, uh, those are things that are probably going to be, you know, in relative abundance among high-skilled workers compared to low-skilled workers. And so when the economy is told that you need to do an instantaneous pivot, um, you know, it, it's the innovative, creative, and adaptive that are going to be the ones that are successful. And, you know, it, it's kind of amazing that um, I remember back in the, the late summer 
Um, I went to one of the local malls here, and while I was walking around, I was just taking a look around it. Within months, everybody had found a way to get their hands on a mask, to figure out how to kind of remark out the, the retail space to keep two meters apart, or how to put up screens to keep uh, you know, the customers from breathing on the, the, the store staff and things like that. And so it was an amazing ability for the economy to be able to do that sort of quick pivot. And so the, the gains from what's left behind after the pandemic are going to go to the people that had the greatest ability to um, not exploit the pandemic, but to utilize that as a way to show off their skills. And the ones that want to resist the change, the ones that want to try and go back to the way things work, they're usually going to be the ones that are going to suffer the most because change is just one of those things that's always going to happen. Uh, and you're not going to be able to kind of go back and put the genie in the bottle and uh, experience things the way they used to be. There are always uh, consequences to just about everything we do as consumers and to our, our, our consumer uh, moves and, and, and our things to spend money on. Uh, if we start spending an awful lot of money very quickly in situations like this, uh, we, we, we're risking the idea of inflation. Uh, and the Bank of Canada usually responds pretty quickly when they see something like that, and they start to raise interest rates, which uh, th- is their attempt, obviously, to try to cool off the, the markets and the economies just a little bit. Uh, is, is that a, a concern right now that we may do too much and actually end up harming ourselves as a result? It's possible. Um, you know, the Bank of Canada has tried to be pretty clear in saying that they don't want to touch interest rates for the foreseeable future. And foreseeable future, you know, 12 to 18 months, I, I don't even think that's on their uh, radar screen at this point. And if there's a little bit of inflation, you know what? Uh, we've been experiencing month after month of below target inflation. So there's a certain amount there that you can almost go above target for a little while, and it's not going to have huge consequences. It's only once it starts to spill over to the idea that this is going to persist or it's going to accelerate that they might jump in. So I I don't think that that's completely the concern at this point of the Bank of Canada. And I don't think that if you're worried about the inflationary effect of what that's going to do to you and your your personal life, I I think that you've got probably a good 12 to 18 months that you can uh, rest easy before that becomes a concern. Well, I, I'm hoping that uh, that we can have the discussion uh, very, very shortly about how uh, we're starting to come out of this and, and we are spending and, uh, and and talk about some of the good news elements to this, too. Uh, I think we've just about all had enough of this, and uh, it's good to know anyway that uh, there is going to be a rebound, and we can all play a part of that in our own ways, I suppose. Uh, Moshe, thank you, as always. Great to get your perspective on this. Thank you for the time today. Anytime. When things get back to normal, we'll do it in studio. Yeah, now we're talking. Okay, thanks again. Moshe Lander, Senior Economist, of course, at Concordia University. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.